Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! Oh my goodness, it is good to be back! Oh my! Guess who's back? Dun dun, back again. Garcia's back. Deliverin! <laughs> what is going on, guys? Welcome back to Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast. Oh my god, look at that. I just hesitated because it's been so long since I've actually been doing this shit. And with so much going on in the past couple of weeks, I know that you're thinking to yourself, God damn, Garcia, where the hell have you been? Well, as I said on Twitter and as I saw on my Facebook, there's been a lot of changes as of late. There, there's, I wouldn't say a lot of changes, but there's been a few changes that's been going on in my personal life. And there's only so much that I can reveal, but basically, and, you know, I'm trying my best not to sugarcoat it, but here, here's what I can reveal. So. Two weeks ago, at my job, 77WABC, which you pretty much know where I already work, I got switched positions because they're going through certain changes. And at first, I was training to become a content producer, someone that produces content for the talents and the hosts and everything else. So if you're a voice actor and if you're listening to this, you know exactly what they do. We record our spots, we hand it strictly to them, and then they basically go and deliver it to the clients. So they're kind of the middle people and I was going to be one of them. Well, apparently at the very last minute, they decided to rechange it again and I am now a podcasting producer. Sounds awesome, right? Considering that it's very close to what I do currently with this and it's very close to me editing audio and me editing everything else. Here's the problem with that. And, you know, my superiors, they know because I've told us already, I hate nine to five hours. I, I hate it. I, I absolutely hate it because it's one thing where I got up at three o'clock in the morning and I go to work and then I do what I got to do when I come back like around. I leave around one and I come back around two two thirty p.m., take my hour nap and then I do what I need to do, whether it's voiceover, marketing, you know, auditioning or I do this from time to time, everything was set. But now that I'm back to nine to five hours, I come back, I don't want to do a goddamn thing. And you know what it's like if you work a nine to five hours. As soon as you come home, you don't want to do anything. You just want to take a shower, make your dinner, eat, go to sleep. That's it. And then you go right back to doing the same routine the next day. And me personally, I've never enjoyed that because I've always worked at jobs where there would always be nine to five and Everything from being from five to one, I get to control myself a little bit more in terms of what I can do on a daily basis. Now, on the flip side of that, in doing five to one, is the fact that I would get less sleep than usual. And my consistency to do the podcast and do marketing and doing everything else has been very, very limited because I would always be so exhausted since my lazy panda comes home very late and then I try to get up I only get like around four to five hours four to five hours of sleep so with that being said my sleeping schedule has always suffered because of that 
And it's one of those moments where it's like, okay, if there's a silver lining to all of this, because you always have to look at the bright side. You always have to look at the other side of the coin. You always have to look for the good things that happens in your life. For me personally, as a self-reflection, I realized, okay, I'm not getting fired. I'm still keeping my full-time hours. I'm still supporting myself and my family. And I have more of a discipline to get up early enough where I can do auditioning and I can do emailing and I can do direct marketing and I can do all this other stuff. And when I come back, I'm so focused and motivated to get something out of the way, even though it's going to be towards late at night, like this podcast, it enables me to think more ahead and not waste the day as it comes by. You know what I mean? So that's pretty much what's going to happen from this point forward. With that being said, with that being said, there will be changes within the podcasting schedules. As I said, I want to be a little bit more consistent considering the fact that I've been extremely bad at that for the past few months. I apologize for that. But as it stands, and I actually thought about it more and more, from this point forward, the podcast will be dropped Wednesday nights and some point in Saturdays. And it kind of makes sense. Wednesdays, middle of the day, Things can happen before, things can happen after, and whatever happens after can be safe for Saturday. And Saturday, what happens? Fridays, a movie drops. A movie drops, and then instead of going all the way home because I want to stay and talk about it at night, I'd rather wait until the very next day. And not for nothing, the weekends are always the best times, at least in my opinion, to listen to a podcast. So if you're going home or if you're going to the store or if you're going to the gym, you're riding your car and you get to listen to my ugly ass mug for at least 30 minutes to an hour, then that's awesome. You have options. You have benefits. So I actually want to try this a little bit more for myself and hopefully you'll enjoy the new schedule. Also, from this point forward to make sure that you know I don't go, this is probably going to be the only times that I'm going to be rambling so much. We're most likely going to get right into the episode right away. So instead of 30 minutes where the first 10 minutes is just me blabbering on and on, we're going to dive right into the episode because I feel like, you know what, if you're going to listen to me, then, you know, I'll spend maybe a couple minutes to to talk about what I think or what's going on with me. And then we dive right in. Now, I also said if you guys have me as a friend on Facebook, I also said there was a chance that I was going to create a secondary podcast, put it on 77WABC, and have more people come to me and share their story. As of right now, that is not highly possible. Because of me being the podcast producer, I am now focused and maintaining and editing and listening to every other podcast that belongs within that station. So it's hard for me to create a secondary one, produce it myself, and then try to see if, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's too many eggs in this basket. However, the idea of me creating a secondary podcast is not, it's not dead in the water. It's just, I need to figure out the timing. I need to figure out what the logo is going to be. I need to figure out how am I going to present it. I need to figure out, you know, whoever wants to be. If it's going to be a video podcast, is it going to be, and if it is going to be video, how long is it going to be? Is it going to be an hour? Is it going to be 20 minutes? Is it, you know, things like that. So they're still in the works. It's just, there's so much going on in my personal life right now where I have to put that in the back burner, at least for the moment. At least for the moment. 
But for now, Outside the Comics Volume 2 will be Wednesday nights and sometime during Saturdays. With that being said, considering there is a lot that we got to talk about, well, I wouldn't say a lot that we got to talk about, there is going to be content that has, that has gone through, and we're just going to talk about it. You know, something recent, something good, something awesome. Here we go. And also, because of some personal issues that I've been having, someone, not going to name any names, did not like it that I was doing personal shoutouts. I said it was none of their business. I said that, you know, it's just me showing some love to other people on other platforms. But after going through back and forth with this person, I kind of understand their point of view. So whatever that's going to be like in the middle of that transition, right before going into the podcast, I'll think of something else unique for Saturday. And then we can dive into that. But I'm not going to be doing that many shout outs as much as I, unless I'm going to plug in a podcast or plug in a person that I know that I'm going to be talking to. And that's pretty much the gist of it. So with that being said, let's go right into it. Let's talk about what's been going on at the Super Bowl. You know what I'm talking about. Talk about the Batman coming up next week. Let's talk about whatever there is that comes to my mind. Peacemaker or anything. With that being said, let's dive right into it right in a bit. The Batman is only nine days away. Eight days away for seven, eight, nine, nine days. Yes, nine days away for Robert Pattinson to don on the cape and cowl. And we get our realistic comic book version of the Batman. Oh my God, I can't be more excited. I'm, I'm actually excited to see how this is going to turn out. I really am. I know to some people it's becoming a little bit over-redundant, and I understand. You know, with the Spider-Man movies and the Batman movies, I'm sure there are a lot of haters that are like, oh my god, when are we going to get something new? When are we going to get something different? When are we going to get heroes that we can connect to a little bit more than anything else? Here's the thing, which you need to understand. You know, it comes to a time that Warner Brothers is going to continue making Batman films as much as they can. And the brilliant thing about it is, the brilliant thing about it is, there's a strong chance that it actually might be a trilogy. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because now, it's at the point where, let's say next week, first of all, three hours, whoa, my goodness. We know in movie theaters that when a movie is around two and a half hours, maybe two hours long, they would have more times to play during the theater. And if they do that, they have a better chance of getting whatever money they can for the global box office. But now it's coming to a point where three hours for a comic book movie might be the closest to the standard as it is. And maybe that seems to be a problem for you or to anyone for that matter, someone that you know. But for me, I have no problem with it whatsoever. Now, what do I think is going to happen? Well, it's still early to say. It really is. It, it's still early for me to 
say what's going to be the main process of how this movie is going to project itself. What I do know is, and you've heard me say it many times before, this is going to be close to a, I wouldn't say a year one Batman, but more, more, more likely a year two. He's still green. Bruce Wayne's still trying to figure shit out. He hasn't really gotten to his moral compass of not killing as of yet. So I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if this Batman somehow killed people. But we see the transition of him not doing it anymore. I wouldn't be surprised at that either. I really wouldn't. You know, it actually occurred to me that this movie would remind me so much of Batman Returns. You remember Batman Returns from 1992? Michael Keaton. You know, um, Danny DeVito. Michelle Pfeiffer. Even during that movie, you can tell that there was something very odd, very dark about how the movie was projected. And then I thought about it, I'm like, oh yeah, it's Tim Burton for that matter. It's Tim Burton, of course. It's very Christmassy and it's very Halloween type and it has like a, like a horror type of a theme to it. You know, now that I think about it, when I was a child, the scene where Penguin bit the guy's nose, he didn't bite it off. He just fucking bit, bit it and the blood just started gushing out. I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. And another scene that really was disturbing me was when Selena Kyle was pushed out the window and then she fell like, I think she probably fell like 10 stories all the way down, maybe even more than that. And the cat was biting her finger while the sinister music was playing. I'm like, oh my God, oh, this is disturbing. Oh my God. I'm wondering if we're going to get anything like that in this movie. Maybe not the cat biting the finger in this movie, but maybe we can have like a little bit of horror elements to this one as well. Chances are we won't, but I don't know. I kind of miss those days. I, re I really do. And with the Batman coming out next Friday, I got my tickets right away. I am excited. I am psyched. I am pumped. I am pumped. I'm going to be seeing it at 7 o'clock. You best damn well that I'm going to be racing, rushing to get to the theater. Just go home, shower real quick, and then leave. You know? Hopefully my Lazy Panda doesn't become late this time. I'm just saying. I'm excited. I really am. And I really hope that it's a movie even though it's been delayed twice, that it's a movie that is worth, it's worth watching, it's worth seeing, and I cannot freaking wait. Ooh, I can't wait. <sighs> the Batman. But moving on to things that I can't wait for, Doctor Strange 2, or Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness. In the multiverse of madness, let's, let's call it correct. Let's call it correct, Garcia. Let's call it correct. No, I did not see the trailer. At Super Bowl 56 or 55, 56. Yeah, 56. Yes, 56. Super Bowl 56. And I don't know why. I do not know why for the life of me. But I covered my eyes. I covered my ears. And then for some stupid reason, soon after that, I opened up my Twitter and then boom, spoiler alert, one of the X-Men is coming 
back. I was asking for it. Let's let's be honest here. I'm I'm one of those I'm one of those people that when you don't mean to do something and then something just happens to you and, and I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, I was just asking for it. I was trying my best not to spoil myself and I indirectly spoiled myself on purpose. God, what kind of a person am I? Jesus Christ. But what are my thoughts on that? Well, here's the thing. Although there's two there's two thoughts that are appearing into my mind after I saw that Professor X is going to be in this movie. Is it going to be Professor X or is it going to be someone else? Because we remember, and trust me, we don't forget easily on how Quicksilver was introduced in WandaVision. And he was not really Quicksilver. He had the abilities of Quicksilver. He looked like Quicksilver, but he was not Quicksilver. He was some dude named Rob Boner or Bob Boner, whatever the hell his name was. It was basically a big fuck you to us by the directors or the writers or whoever it is that made that decision. I don't care what you call it. I don't care what the justification is. I don't care what it is that people thought the reasoning was to make that decision. That was the one of the biggest fuck you to us as fans. You didn't think that we we're going to try to put dot, the, the two dots together? You didn't think that we we're going to try to make a connection between the X-Men actually opening up and going into the realm of Marvel slash the MCU. And of course they were saying, they were like, oh no, that was a joke. Oh, that, that was a joke. That was just playing around. Oh, we, we, we actually took it as funny. No, my guy. No, that was not funny. That was not funny at all. So that's what I think about when it comes to Professor X. Is it really going to be the same Professor X at some point in his lifetime Dealing with mutants, dealing with the X-Men, dealing with everything else. Is it going to be him that Doctor Strange is going to come to? Or is it going to be some guy that looks like Professor X, that acts like Professor X, and talks like Professor X, but it's not Professor X? Is it going to be another Bob Boner or Rob Boner, whatever the hell this Quicksilver's dude's name was? That's something to think about. That's really, really something to think about. Because if the X-Men is not going to be introduced organically in the MCU if they are not and this is the only way for us to see X-Men characters that are not really the same X-Men characters that we know and love since 2000 what does that really say? what does that say about the true fans the hardcore X-Men fans when they want to see crossovers and they want to see their beloved characters and they want to see and, 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 and just be in awe and excited about these characters only to turn out that they are not exactly what they seem to be. Now, I did say a little while ago just now that there were two thoughts that I had in my head. The second thought, the Illuminati. The Illuminati in the Marvel Universe consists of characters of Doctor Strange, I'm Probably might not name all of them. That's fine. Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Professor X, Black Bolt, Reed Richards from Fantastic Four, and I believe it was, is it Namor? I believe it's Namor. I think it's Namor. I'm sure it is. Is the Illuminati going to make their presence in the Doctor Strange universe too? Who knows? Who the hell knows? What I do know is this. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is going to be one of the most highly anticipated movies of the year. There is no mistake about that. 
But considering that what they did with the X-Men character, hashtag not my Quicksilver or hashtag fake Quicksilver in the WandaVision episodes, I'm not really getting my hopes up on this one. I really am not. And not to mention, and if I'm really, really want to be honest here, because you know me that I'm really an honest person, Professor X is not really someone that I would consider even being excited for. I, I, hey, hey, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just being honest. I'm just stating the facts. Because if there was any other X-Men character, assuming they are the same X-Men character that is going to be in the Doctor Strange movie in the most, one of the most highly anticipated movies with Doctor Strange and Wanda, possibly Loki and someone else, Professor X would be one of the last few peoples that I would know. That I would, not that I would know, but I would expect. Now I'm sure you're thinking to yourself, well, Garcia, who do you want it to be? Who do you expect it to be? It can't be Wolverine. No, Wolverine is too much of an easy choice. Not to mention, I do not want him to come back after the events of Logan. I feel like him coming back would be just a cameo and it's going to be too much of a cop-out. But, we could probably get somebody else. Maybe Beast? Maybe that'd be interesting. Or Cyclops? Jean Grey, maybe? I, I would like to see Jean Grey back. The real Jean Grey. Not um, Sansa Stark, Jean Grey, but I mean Jean Grey, Jean Grey. You know, the Phoenix, Jean Grey. It could be that. Or it could be a new character. How about Jubilee? You know, she made her debut, but she didn't really do anything much in the revamped X-Men movies. I'm just saying any other X-Men character will do fine. Maybe not Professor X. But Beggars can be choosers. And we've already seen, well, you've already seen the trailer. I haven't. And the movie is just a few months away. So whatever happens is whatever happens. That's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. Now, on to Peacemaker. I said a few weeks ago, actually, I think it was like last month or something, this is gonna be, this is gonna be probably one of the top 10 shows of the year. After finishing it, most likely top five. One of the best DC shows that I've ever seen, ever, period. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about it or, you know, spoiling it if you haven't been spoiled, if you haven't watched it, but this show really made me a fan, a true, true fan of James Gunn's work. By the way, real quick, I know we're going to not do a shout-out, but I'm going to do a shout-out. It's my show. I'll do whatever I want. Real quick, congratulations to James Gunn for getting engaged to one of the cast members. I forgot her name. I believe her name is Jennifer Holland. I'm I'm sorry if I'm butchering that name or if I'm mispronouncing that name or if I said the wrong name, but she's the one that plays Harcourt, Amelia Harcourt in the show, and they just got engaged. So congratulations to them. And no, I don't want to hear, oh my God, well, he's in his mid-50s and she's in, there's a 20-year gap, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Come on. He's 55, she's 35. She's well old enough to date whoever she wants. Not to mention, it's James Gunn, for God's sake, bro. What did I say about equality not being a real thing? What did I say? What did I say? There's no such thing. Things are always viewed differently. 
It's just the way it is. Deal with it. Congratulations to James Gunn and Jennifer Holland or Jennifer, uh, soon to be Mrs. Gunn. The future Mrs. Gunn. There we go. Boom. There we go. I watched the episodes. I watched the show. And it really made me connect. And it really made me root for a character that is not your typical character in terms of the Justice League or the Avengers or any other famous superhero that you know. This is a person with deep issues that is funny. You know, can be racist and sexist in his own way, but once you understand his backstory, you understand why he became the way he became. And there is redemption when it comes to his character. There's some there's something there's something to feel sad for, especially when you watch his progression throughout the shows. The supporting cast was awesome. With the exception of one, and we're going to get into that in a bit. The supporting cast was awesome. Harcourt was great. Vigilante was outstanding. Too much of an idiot, but I'm sure that was his shtick. Um, I believe the guy that played um, the big guy, John, he's, I think he's one of the cameramen. I think he's one of the either the writers or one of the directors for the show. Don't quote me on that because... Because I have been seeing him doing a couple of things behind the scenes, which is awesome. To do things in front of the scenes and behind the cameras, that's that's pretty cool. That is, that is pretty cool. I, I definitely commend him for that. The show was spectacular. It was awesome. It was funny. And the ending was probably one of the best, not one of the best endings, but it was one of the most best viewed endings ever witnessed. And they have given a green light for season two of Peacemaker. So if you do not take my word for it, I highly recommend you watch the show. As I said before, months ago or last month, it's like a combination between. It has dark humor, so it's like Doom Patrol with its own spin to it. It's like Guardians of the Galaxy mixed with Doom Patrol and you get dark humor, and it's probably one of the best things DC has ever produced. By far. By far. Here are my problems with it. Because not everything is perfect. Not everything is perfect. And what I'm going to talk about is not going to be a rant or a bitching that I've done in other shows, but more like healthy criticisms. Number one. This show would have benefited so much more if it was 10 episodes long. But for some reason, it was boiled down to eight. I truly do believe that the last couple of episodes were slightly rushed. Episode six was probably my favorite out of all of them. With the theme song Monster by Reckless Love. Oh my God. Best, one of the best theme songs I've ever heard in a show by far. If you have not listened to this song it's called Monster by Reckless Love. I highly, highly recommend it. And if you go on YouTube, and if you have not watched the show, and if you go on YouTube and look up Peacemaker Monster, it's awesome. You will never look at butterflies the same ever again. You just won't. You just won't. And as I was saying, there were a couple of problems. Eight episodes should have been ten. 
couple of episodes towards the end were a little rushed. I truly felt like they could have done way more by giving us a little bit more of the emotional impact between John Cena's character, Chris Smith, and his dad. I felt like the ending was a little bit too rushed, and I wanted that emotional impact to be done a little bit more. But due to the time constraints, I understand why they ended it the way they did. I just wanted a little bit of that, mm, that, that, that reasoning or the, 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 the much more of the anticipation of what happened the way it did happen. So that's, that's, that's something that I kind of took a little bit on edge for that. Number two, I can't stand Autobio's character. I cannot stand Autobio's character. Why? Because she is probably the most inconsistent out of all of them. Slight spoilers. And I'm not, I know I said I'm not going to spoil anything, but just slight, slight spoilers. In the first episode, it is revealed that this character is Amanda Waller's daughter. And throughout the episodes, she criticizes the group that she is in. She criticizes them for taking the means to kill people necessarily. Okay? Now, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, hold on, bitch. You are the daughter of Amanda Waller. So you're either one of the biggest hypocrites that we've ever watched, or you're extremely ignorant that you have no idea what it is that your mother does. Because let me tell you, Amanda Waller is the type of character that would kill someone without even a bat an eye. This was way before the Suicide Squad movie ever even happened. Okay? Way before even then. Throughout all of history of comics, Amanda Waller is a stone-cold, heartless bitch. She's always been that way in comics. And the fact that you're her daughter and you don't know what your mother is truly capable of, that shows a huge level of ignorance from your side as your character. Or, or, you do know how your mother is and you're one of the biggest hypocrites ever to criticize someone else for doing what they need to do to survive or complete the mission or whatever it is their reasoning is. Like I said, like I said, one of the most inconsistent characters that I've ever seen on the show. And I'm sure she'll make a return for part two, for season two, whatever. It is what it is. I'm just saying I did not like this character at all. At all. Simple. Aside from all that, John Cena did awesome. There are cameos at the ending. There are cameos at the ending, but I'm not going to spoil anything else. Because I feel like I probably gave away a little bit too much as it is. I highly recommend it. It's on HBO Max. Go watch Peacemaker. Eight episodes long, close to an hour for each one. And there's a a post credit scene on each one. I recommend it. I recommend it completely. And with that being said... Excuse me. With that being said, here is my time. That is all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Guys, thank you so much for 
And of course, my lazy pen is in the background. If you hear her, I apologize for that. Guys, thank you so much for everything. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to hear more content, you know what to do. Hit me up outside the Comics Volume 2. That's the podcast. Voice of Garcia on my Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Most likely going to open up back on YouTube if I create the secondary podcast. Like I said, it's still in the works, but it's still in the planning phase. It really is. It really is. And with that being said, again, thank you. And I'm sorry that I've been away for a while. I just had to get my own shit together before I continue on and do whatever else that I need to do for myself, for you, for my business. I know that things have been hard, but we'll get through it and we'll get through it together. So with that being said, tune in Saturday during the day or even evening where we will talk more of all the comic book news, games, shows, movies, whatever the case may be. And always remember, always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time, I'm done, I'm through, peace out.